right now, Lord. It's your glory, Father.
Father, we call upon the name of the Lord. Your word says, O oh God, when we call upon the name of the Lord, we shall be saved. And so, over this house and over the lives of your people, we declare an open heaven over their lives. We declare an open heaven over this house in the name of Jesus. A place like how Jacob would encounter. A place, O oh God, where your glory begins to manifest. He called it, O oh God, the gate to heaven. He called it a place where he saw angels ascending and angels descending. Father, I pray this morning that you would assign ministering angels just to minister to the lives of your people. Let none of sons and daughters, none of our children, let none of those that are in the house today walk out of this place without encountering you. In the name of Jesus, Shibababos, right now, right now, right now, all that you need, all that you need, heaven supply, heaven supply, there's a great supply, there's a great supply, the answers. We worship you. We bless your name. First Chronicles chapter 21 verse 18 says, Then the angel of the Lord commanded Gad to say to David, that David should go up and set up an altar unto the Lord at the threshing floor of Onan, the Jebusite. And David went up, saying of Gad, which spake in the name of the Lord. And Onan turned and saw the angel, and his four sons with him hid themselves. Now Onan was threshing wheat, and David came to Onan, and, and Onan looked and saw David, and when he went out of the threshing floor, he bowed himself to David uh, with his face to the ground. And then David said to Onan, Grant me the place of this threshing floor, that I may build an altar there, therein unto the Lord. Thou shalt grant me it for full price, that the plague may be stayed from the people. And then Onan said to David, Take it. Let the Lord, the king, do that which is good in his eyes. Lo, I give you oxen for burnt offerings, and the threshing instruments for wood, and the wheat for all the meat offerings. I'll give it all. And then David said to Onan, No, but I, I will buy it for full price. I will not take that which is yours for the Lord, nor offer burnt offerings without cost. So David gave Onan the place for 600 shekels of gold of weight 
and David built there an altar unto the Lord. And he offered burnt offerings and peace offerings. And he called upon the name of the Lord, and the Lord answered him from heaven by fire upon the altar of, of, of the burnt offerings. And the Lord commanded the angel that he would put the sword again into his sheath. There is something that stays the attack of the enemy against our lives. There are some things that we have to do in order to let the enemy stop whatever the attack against your life is. David, he was at the, the threshing floor. He comes to the threshing floor of Onan. The property belongs to someone else. And he comes there and he encounters and Onan saw the, the, the angel of the Lord and, and they were afraid. But he comes there and he says, the Lord's instruction by the prophet was, build me an altar here. It's amazing. In the midst of a calamity, in the midst of a, 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 an attack against their lives, that he comes to the place where God begins to speak to him. And he says, now here, right here, build me an altar. It was in the place of his attack that he would place an altar. And he realized that I couldn't build an altar in a place that did not belong, that was not dedicated to be an altar. The place was a threshing floor. If you know a threshing floor was a place where they would separate the wheat from, from the stalk. And it was a place of, if, if it was uh, uh, other implements, it was a place of separation. But he comes to the place of separation and he says, at the place of separation, I cannot just do anything. I have to do that which the Lord has commanded me to do. But he says, I'm not going to do it until this land belongs to me. You see, some of us want to build an altar, but somebody else has to pay the price. You cannot build an altar. You cannot build a place where God can answer you without you beginning to make the sacrifice. And he said to him, I'm not just going to buy it for you, from you. I'm not going to take it from you. Onan offered the land. He offered not only the land, but he offered his oxen and he offered whatever was needed for the sacrifice. But David said to him, I'm not going to take yours and sacrifice it on my behalf. You see, some of us are trying to build our faith on somebody else's prayer. Some of us are trying to build our faith on somebody else requesting of the Lord. Some of us are trying to build our relationship with God based on somebody else paying the price. But I'm here to say to you today, what is the price that you are prepared to pay for God to do something in your life? That God's about to surprise you. God's about to shift you to a new dimension. But I'm asking you, what is the altar that you are prepared to build? What is the altar that you are prepared to say, God, I'm going to put my all on the altar. And I know that when I put my all on the altar, you are about to show up. I'm here to say to you today, God's about to shift your life. God's about to catapult you. Everything that has been attacking you before, everything been a challenge in your life. 
next to you wherever you are we're coming in of agreement in the name of Jesus we're coming into a prayer of agreement in the name of Jesus Lord we honor you Lord we honor you I pray that this morning God's speaking to you God's speaking to you God's dropping in your heart the plan for the altar that he has asked you to build God is asking you to build him an altar. God's about to asking you to pay a price. Come on, come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. May the Lord begin to just drop in your spirit. May the Lord begin to reveal into your life. I'm telling you, this is an altar for your breakthrough. This is an altar for your breakthrough. This is an altar that is going to set you up. Just as you walk there right now, right now, allow the Lord to begin to minister to you.
it again. I want to be prayer this morning surrendering all to the Father you take Lord right now hands up right now. honor you father right now oh, we just glorify you god who's doing so much right take this hand so god right now oh, you see something happens when there's a surrendering right now Lord, take my hand. 
Come on, let's give God praise right now. Hallelujah. We're standing on holy ground right now. Oh, Father God, Father God, have your way this morning, Lord. Have your way this morning. Because fear is not my future, God. Because I belong to you, Lord. Hallelujah. We have this hope in our God. Come on, Porter's house. Something's happening right now atmosphere and we gotta get excited and we gotta get tenacious about our worship you see we're just not anybody we're just not anyone but we're a child of the most high God amen and you're the brave and mighty warrior right now let's sing minstrels oh hallelujah watch him
Come on, somebody. Are you welcoming peace in your home? Are you coming God over your life in the name of Jesus? This is important for us this morning that when we sing the song, we just say, Lord, hello, peace. You are saying, God, show up in yes. my life yes. as God of, of peace. Yes. Amen. We are welcoming hope and we are welcoming love and we are welcoming joy into our lives. Amen. That means it's not God's plan for you just to live an ordinary life, just to get by, but it is God's purpose for your life that you would experience the love, peace, and joy of God. Amen. That means there should be a smile on your face. Amen. Amen. That you should be at peace, that no matter what I'm facing, no matter what I'm going through, there is a peace that comes from God, that he shows up as Jehovah Shalom. And when he shows up as Jehovah Shalom, I have a promise that there will be nothing lost, nothing broken, that I will experience the favor and the grace of God over my life. Says, not, won't you just say that today? I will experience the peace of God. There will be nothing lost, nothing broken, but I will experience the favor of God. Amen. So turn to your neighbor and say shalom. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. This is not the end. bow your heads and close your eyes wherever you are right now. If you are in this place and you are trusting God just for a healing over your body, I'd like you to do me a favor and just stand where you are. Your standing is a sign of saying, God, I'm surrendering to you. I'm not only surrendering, sender, uh, surrendering but Lord, I'm expectant that you can heal. And when you heal, you heal completely. Today we're also calling upon the Lord on behalf of baby Juliana Rose and we trust in God that God will begin to heal that baby right now as she's in ICU in hospital that God is going to begin to heal her completely. We bring Pastor Maggie before you and we trust in God just for a healing touch over her body. Just right there where you are, just raise your hands to the Lord. Right there where you are, if you're standing, just raise your hands as a point of saying, God, I'm healing to you. And I'm pulling down my healing. He is Jehovah Rapha, the God that heals. And his word says there is nothing too hard for our God. There is nothing too hard for our God. 
And so this morning we speak over the lives of your people. We speak the healing grace of God. That you are able to touch them from the very crown of their heads to the very soles of their feet. We speak over their bodies to respond to the word of the Lord that says that by your stripes they are healed. That today I declare today, let there be mental healing, let there be emotional healing, let there be physical healing in the house in the name of Jesus. Let there be a spiritual healing, a reconnection back to God. I pray today over their body, right now in the name of Jesus, the enemy has no hold over your sons and your daughters. I speak to every system in their body to respond to the word of the Lord that we say be healed in the name of Jesus. We speak to every system in their body to respond to the word of the Lord. Be healed in the name of Jesus and declare that by the stripes of Jesus they are healed. By the stripes of Jesus, they are healed. So we thank you, Lord, that the work that you have started, you will bring to completion. That healing manifests itself in their lives. That there be a correcting in the name of Jesus. Every level Every reading that is higher than normal Is coming back to normal Every level that is lower than normal Is coming back to normal Father that there is a platelet exchange Right now in the name of Jesus That your body is starting to produce platelets and your body is starting to produce Your body is starting to produce white blood cells in the name of Jesus and red blood cells. Your body is starting to rejuvenate itself. I'm here to say that oxygen has been carried to every part of your body in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I speak. I speak to the blood system. I speak that there is a blood flow. No more circulation problems. In the name of Jesus, I speak that there was circulation going to your legs and to, and, and to every part of your body. In the name of Jesus. Every blockage has been removed right now. In the name of Jesus, every blockage. We honor you, we honor you. Come on. Won't the, won't the church pray together with us today that God is healing blood conditions? name of Jesus every blockage has been removed right now kidney functions are coming to normal in the name of Jesus kidney functions are coming to normal liver functions are being restored in the name of Jesus 
Hallelujah. I declare that you will find a new strength. As you go into this week, you will find a new strength coming to your body. You're going to be able to do things that you've never done before. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says, and the prayer of faith will heal the sick. And God will raise them up. And so we believe that the Bible says that signs, wonders, and miracles will follow the teaching and the preaching of the word. And so today we declare that by the stripes of Jesus, you are healed. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Be healed. Amen. 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 This is not the end. Amen. Amen. Bless the Lord. Amen. The worship team can be seated. Our, our Sunday school may leave. Amen. We honor you, Lord. Are you glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Amen. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. I was glad. Amen. How many of you are glad to be in the house of the Lord? this morning amen some of you are here amen but some of you are glad to be here amen 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 and we're glad whichever way you came in i know you're not going to leave the same way amen amen turn to your neighbor and say smile a little while amen amen you look good when you smile amen tell your neighbor you look good when you smile amen you know some people get so serious when they're in church amen you look good when you smile amen this is an important thing that I believe we need to learn how to experience the joy of the Lord in our lives. Amen. And the joy of the Lord is our? Amen. 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 That joy is not a feeling or an emotion. There's a difference between happiness and joy. Happiness is determined by environment, by news, by external factors. But joy is eternal. That's why the Bible says the joy of the Lord is our? Amen. 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 So may you experience the joy of the Lord. Amen. That even when you're not feeling so good, I have the joy of the Lord. Amen. 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 Congratulations, Mr. Mbele. Amen. You turned 60 yesterday. Amen. 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 And you're looking better now than I when I first met you. Amen. Amen. He's looking a lot more handsome. Amen. I think he's he's been taken care of. Or unless it's just the birthday celebrations. Amen. But 60 looks good on you. Amen. I'm looking forward to seeing you when you're 70. Amen. You're going to look better. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. So we have a few people that are celebrating birthday this week, and we're going to get an opportunity to just pray with you. But uh, this morning, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Acts chapter 3. I'm going to just share with you a few thoughts. I shared this as a seed form in uh, when we were fasting. Uh, I shared it as an encouragement one of the evenings during our fast, and I was speaking about true 
destiny helpers. I pray that in your life, God will send to you a true destiny helper. Amen? Now, some of you may have been with me in Peter Marisburg, and so for some of you, it'll be a little bit of a repetition. Amen? But if, you, if this is the first time you're hearing it, I'm sure you'll be blessed. Amen? I believe that all of us need true destiny helpers in our lives. Amen? And you cannot reach the destiny that God has for you on your own. Amen? You can never reach the destiny on, on your own. All of us need destiny helpers. Now, who's a destiny helper? A destiny helper is somebody that God brings into your life to help you to fulfill the purpose and the plan of God for your life. Without recognizing a destiny helper and without receiving a destiny helper, sometimes we can take a longer time to experience a breakthrough in our lives. Amen? And so when God sends you a true destiny helper, they are there to begin to change your life. Amen? Now, there is an assumption in the title that I have that there are some destiny helpers that are not true destiny helpers. Not everyone that surrounds you or associates with you is a true destiny helpers. There are some wrong helpers that we can get in our lives. That means they, they sometimes take us away from the plan of God for our lives. So I want you to discover who is a true destiny helper. Amen? That means you know it deep down, but sometimes you have a sense of obligation to certain people that you have no business connecting with. Amen? How many of you know that, you know, you, 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 you know the, I, I remember growing up and my mom says, you know, if you join the rotters, you know, in the you know, if you join the bad company, you yourself are going to become bad. Huh? But how many of us wanted to be bad people? Huh? Some of you. All of us. We like to belong. And sometimes the bad people get more recognition. You know, some people say, I can do bad all by myself. But some of us do bad with all bad company. Amen? But today I want you to understand it's important in our lives that they never took us anywhere. They never brought anything positive into our lives. And so today I want you to understand that there are true destiny helpers in our lives. For everybody that likes bad people. Amen? You know, I, I, when we were growing up and, and, and we were younger, and I know it's kind of a trend even today, you know, that girls like bad boys. Huh? You know, the one that talks a lot, to do all funny stuff. Huh? You like the recognition. It doesn't mean you like what they do. You just like the recognition and the attention they get. Amen? I pray that bad people don't get the recognition anymore. Good people must get the recognition. Amen? I, I, I believe that. You, you be a godly person. Don't be a bad person. 
Hey, because I can tell you, life is not easy. It's not fun when you're with these people. Because after a while, that badness don't stop. Amen? Be around people that impact your life and changes your life. I, I'm here to say to you, this is important because we live in a world where people are attracted to sometimes the wrong things, the things that can hurt them, the things that can break them. But I'm here to say, may you be discerning in the days that we live in. Amen? May you be discerning. There's some things we never recover from. I've lived a little bit of life enough to know that there are some things you never recover from. And one of it is a bad reputation. When you take a bad name, it's very hard to, to change it. You know, people know you for certain things. There are certain things that my family, not me, you know, not the same, but my father and his generation are known for in the community that we grew up in. And it wasn't good things. Bad things. You know, you, you, you know Mashonisa, you know the loan sharks. Eh? We, we all know loan sharks, amen? And so my father was the enforcer for the loan shark. I think many people may have cursed him. Because he was the one collecting the money, hitting the people, taking their stuff. You know, you know what loan sharks do, right? You don't pay them the money, they come and take whatever they want from your house. They do it today. Also, some of you are ducky and diving. Say, no, do you know anyone here? You know, this. And normally, January, December, January, the loan sharks set themselves up for the year. But may you never be a borrower in your life. Amen. May you be a lender, amen, and not a borrower, amen. May God bless you that you will never be in debt in your life, amen. Now, this is sometimes negative destiny helpers pull us down. But we have to come to the place where we understand that we all need true destiny helpers in our lives. Now, we all need that in order for us to come to the destiny that God has for us. Go with me to Acts chapter 3. And uh, I'm going to just read for you today. Now, Peter and John went, went up to, together to the temple in the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. B basically, if you work out the ninth hour the, in Jewish calendar, the hours start at 6 a.m., right? So when we talk about the ninth hour, it is by 3 o'clock in the afternoon, right? So to put us in a time space. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried and whom was they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which was called Beautiful, to ask alms of the, them that entered into the temple, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked an alms. Basically, he was begging from them. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed to them, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold I have none, but such as I have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. He immediately took him by the right hand. He lifted him up, and immediately his feet and his ankle bones received strength 
and he leaping up stood and walked and entered into the temple walking leaping and praising God and when the people saw him walking and praising God they knew that it was he which sat at the gate called beautiful of the temple begging alms and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what God had done for him amen now i want you to understand today that i believe when you come into the fullness and into the purpose and into the plan of god for your life people are going to stand in amazement at what god has done in your life come on I, I do not know about you today, but there are some people out there that is going to be surprised when God shows up in your life. There are some people that are going to be surprised at what God is, is doing in your life. They wrote you off. They thought you would never amount to anything. They thought that you were about to break down but God's about to turn everything around and begin to bring you back into the plan of God. But God brings certain people your way to bring that restoration in your life. We, we, we hear in this portion of scripture, we introduce to, to a man, and, and we preach this, this sermon many times, about the man at the gate called beautiful. I mean, it's, it's an amazing thing that the, 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 the gate to the entrance of the temple was called beautiful, but at the gate there was a gathering of people that were sick, lame, paralyzed, people that could not help themselves. And all they could do was stand at the, or, or sit at the entrance of the gate begging. There's beggars at the entrance of the gate to the temple. All that their destiny helpers could bring them to was to the gate. There are many people that are sitting just on the outskirts of their blessing. There are many people that are just sitting on the, the, the doorway to their blessing. They can see it, but they cannot experience it. They can see others entering it. I mean, this is the, the most cruel thing ever in our lives. If you can see somebody coming into a blessing and you cannot yourself enter in. And I'm here to say to you day after day, the Bible says there was a man lame from his mother's home whom they carried daily. So that means he had some helpers. He had some people that was helping him. They carried him every day to the gate. Didn't mean he walked back home. They carried him back home. So they were helping him all the day, every day, but they were not the true destiny helpers. The people that carried the man every day was doing a good deed. But they couldn't bring him what he needed. They couldn't bring him what will begin to bring the breakthrough in his life. I'm here to say to you today, if you connect with the wrong people in your life, all they will do is carry you. Just because somebody is carrying you 
doesn't mean it's good for you. You, you see, the problem is we are so used to people carrying us, doing things for us. But that is not what you need. You need somebody that is going to change how you see life. You need somebody that is able to speak into your life that is going to transform everything. You don't need somebody else that is going to baby you. You need somebody that is going to carry you into what God has in store for you. Wrong destiny helpers only focus on carrying you. They can only bring you to the door or to the gate and leave you there. Wrong destiny helpers will leave you as a beggar the rest of your life. You know, there are some people that are happy for you as long as you are not doing better than them. Come on. There are some people that will celebrate you and surround you as long as you are not doing better than them. They will be around you as long as you, they're keeping you down. There are some people that will leave you a beggar for the rest of your life. I, don't be around people that don't want to bring out the best in your life. If all they want to do is see you all messed up, all confused, all broken down, all not knowing what you are, I want you to understand, let those people go. They're not good for you. Come on, turn to somebody next to you and say, there's some people in your life that is not good for you. Let them go. You've got to let them go. All they can do is leave you begging. The rest of you, you, you think, no, they, they, they're intelligent people. They're clever people. They, you, you know, they, 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 they're bright people or they're successful people. But they're successful for themselves. Yeah. And their good deed is carrying you. But they don't want more for you. They carried him and left him at the door and he was a beggar. Without a true destiny helper in your life, you will struggle a lot. You need to have breakthrough in your life. You know, sometimes without a good destiny helper, you feel like giving up. Sometimes you feel like, is it worth it? Am I, is anything going to change? It is not the Lord's desire for you to be in that place where you are broken down, where you are messed up. I pray today, every one of you that are married that is in the house, be a true destiny helper to your spouse. For those that are getting married, be a true destiny helper. Not only for the good times. We said life is not like that. It's not only good. Everything only go out. Do this, do that. Hey, as long as we're partying, it's all right. Huh? We can't have a conversation. I'd rather go to the mall. Have you seen people go to the most expensive restaurants and pull out their cell phone and sit with their family? And everybody's on their cell phone. 
And I'm wondering, what are you doing? Be careful of the people that are around you, not for you. Be a true destiny helper. Help them come to their purpose. Help them to fulfill that. There are some people that don't reach their full potential. Some husbands, some wives that don't reach their full potential because their spouse is continuously pulling them down because the spouse has a poor self-image and a self-esteem and he feels or she feels that I, if, they, if I can't do it, they can't do it. Let us both sit here. No, come on. Get them up. Because when they go up, they pull you up. The more you push somebody else up, they pull you up as well. Find people, for those that are not married and about to get married, find people that is going to pull you up. Not pull you down, not make you... Don't find somebody that you have to look after. Hey, where you become a sugar mama or sugar daddy. You know, but you're not looking after an adult. Come on. We have too much of that. True destiny helpers understand that when we connect with people, we connect with people that are going somewhere. Because after a while, you will become, you will take on the feelings, the emotions, and the personality of the person you had connected with. So be careful. To be that kind of person. Even if you're not successful in business. But your partner or your husband or your wife is successful in business. Your job could be just to pray for them. Yeah. And bring strength to them. Phew, that's, that's a true destiny helper. I'm here to say to you. This is a, an important. The man used to. Was used to people taking him and leaving him at the gate and begging. And he was prepared to beg for a little money. Till he understood an encounter with a true destiny helper. He was used to getting change and people's leftovers. But he didn't understand that there was a potential of him to be able to provide for himself. See, wrong destiny helpers will leave you begging without understanding that you could be in a place where you're working for yourself. I want you to understand today, God does not advance lazy people. Come on. You can be skilled but lazy. You know, I've noticed some people that are artisans, good with their hands, boilermakers, welders, could make good money. But they're happy to sit here at home. I get a little contract job here. I get a little job there. They get the money. They drink it, eat it, smoke it, whatever. And then they're waiting for the next job. Where they could work permanently. Where they got the creativity that they don't even need someone to employ them. But may the Lord break that spirit over our lives. They were prepared to live off change. There are people that will celebrate you when things are not going well for you. They like you to have a spirit of dependence. You know, there are some people that are around you that like you to be dependent on them. You know, they, they like fixing you. Like you're broken like a car. You know, you're stuck. They come and put some petrol. They come 
fix this, put some plugs, put battery, you know, like, you know, you notice some people that like to be around broken people. Some people, they, they, they're like a human, you know, they're like an ambulance service. They got a ministry of ambulance. They want to be around broken people because when they're around broken people, they look good. Huh? Everybody got a type. Be careful of the people that you surround yourself with. Maybe you got an ambulance ministry. <laughs> you know? You can't spend your whole life trying to fix other people. You have to come to the, the place where you, where, where you realize there's more. The man, when he engages with Peter and John, Peter and John engages with him, and they come. And the Bible says, and Peter and John fix their eyes on him. And when they fix their eyes on him, he say, oh, yeah, there's some money coming. Doesn't it? Have you ever seen a, 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 a beggar when they get your gaze? Then, okay, they know now. You know, normally when you, when you don't want to give, you just carry on looking the other way. You just carry. But they know when you pay attention. Something's coming. And so when he looked, and, and, and then Peter and John do something, the Bible says they fastened their eyes on him, and they said to him, look on us. Ah, the expectation changed. Now something's coming, definitely. But then all of a sudden, his smile turned into a frown. Because Peter turns around to him and says, silver and gold, we have none. That man must be thinking, why you ask for my attention? You know, some of us are waiting for handouts. And there is something more than a handout that is there. When you connect with a true destiny helper, things are going to begin to change. I want you to understand, he, he, had, he had a need which money could not solve. But because he had a mindset, he asks for money rather than healing. Sometimes because we are born in a certain context, because we, all we are, are used to is a certain environment, all we will expect is what we were taught to expect. And so today, when, when, when he encounters Peter and John, Peter and John offer him something different than what he was taught to expect. True destiny helpers don't tell you the things that you like to hear. True destiny helpers will show you in an alternative way of living and believing. But the problem is some of us like people to tell us. They like us people to tell them what is going wrong. Oh, you see, yeah. Every day you wake up sick, yeah. Life is tough, eh? yeah. No way out, eh? yeah. You know this country going nowhere, yeah. You like people telling you what you are telling yourself. But a true destiny helper comes and says, silver and gold we have none. But such as we have. I want you to understand today, enlarge your thinking because you're thinking too small. Change your perspective 
Because when you change your perspective, if you can get it in your spirit, you will get it in your life. I, I said it many, many times. Because if something is about to change in your life, it doesn't just change in your mind. It has to change in your spirit. Because the Bible says your spirit is, it resides in your heart. And if, if you get it in your spirit, the Bible says out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speak. He says guard your heart for out of it flows the issues of life. There is something about it that it's not a mind thing. It's out of your heart. It's a spirit thing. And when you get your spirit right, you will get your life right. If you can get it in your spirit, you can get it in your life. Amen. The true destiny helpers help you to think bigger. They arrived, Peter and John arrived, and what they released into the life of the man was about to change his life. They said to him, silver and gold have we none, but such as we have. When a true destiny helper comes in, they have a capacity that God has placed on the inside of them to unlock certain things in your life. They carry keys that will begin to unlock certain doors in your life. That's why we don't just connect with everybody and anybody. We're discerning to whom God has brought into your life. And when, some, when God has brought somebody into your life, you don't just leave. You don't just walk away. You don't just do your own thing. You keep those people there because they carry keys that will unlock certain breakthroughs in your life. Things that you cannot do on your own. These people begin to, by the enablement of God, begin to bring that breakthrough in your life. I'm here to say to you today, some of us have walked away from true destiny helpers in our lives. Some of us ignore true destiny helpers. They don't look like us. They don't talk like us. They don't act like us. They, 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 they're a little bit different from us. But different is good. You don't need people that are just like you. You need somebody that is different from you. Because otherwise, if, you need, if you've got people only around you that are like you, you know yourself. Hey. When everybody else is gone and you don't have to put on a show and you take off the makeup, you know yourself. And this is what a true destiny helper does. They change your life. But you know what he did? After saying, such as we have, we give to you. The Bible says, and Peter stretched forth his hand. And as he lifted him up, he lifted up a man that never walked before. He saw other people do it, but he couldn't do it all by himself. And he lifted him up. I'm here to say to you today, God is sending true destiny helpers your way that is going to lift you up. And as they lift you up, the Bible says, and the, the, the strength begin to come to his ankle bones and strength begin to come to his legs. I'm here to say to you, when you connect with a true destiny helper in your life, strength will begin to come to your bones. You're going to be able to stand up again. You're going to be able to do things that you didn't do before. When the man counted a true destiny helper, he, 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 his life changed. Not only did his life change, but you know what he did? He didn't go home and tell the family. He ran into the house of God. It may have been his desire his entire life. They leave me here at the gate, 
But where I want to be is in the house of the Lord. And so what he does, does is the moment he is able to walk by himself, the moment he's able to stand by himself, he finds himself, the Bible says, he's leaping and jumping. He's not just testing it out. You know, some people that didn't do something, and for the first time, you know, when you, when you, you test it out, you see, you know, is it going to work? How long is it going to last? No, 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 this man was confident. The Bible says he's leaping. That means he's jumping. Amen. When you connect to, the, to a true destiny helper, may you be jumping. May you have a praise in your mouth. May you begin to worship God. He, he comes into the house of the Lord and I want you to understand the healing of the man becomes a platform for 3,000 others. The man at the gate became the platform for 3,000 others to experience salvation. When you connect with a true destiny helper, your life will become a testimony that will change the lives of other people around you. But I want you to know, not only should you encounter a true destiny helper, I want to ask you the question, are you a true destiny helper? We, we like to be helped, but are you helping others to come into all that God has for you? God was about to change the man's life, but he understood that he's no longer going to be a beggar. He's not returning to that space anymore. True destiny helpers, when they help you onto your feet, you don't go back and sit where you were. But you realize there's a new way of living. I pray today, may the Lord send you a true destiny helper. May the Lord help you to discern the true destiny helper for your life. May the Lord allow you to not only discern, but experience connections in your life that will launch you into the destiny for your life. Your destiny for your life is not connected to your job. What you do is not who you are. Your job doesn't define you. Your job title doesn't define you. Your accolades doesn't define you. There's a true you that is known in the kingdom of God that is beyond any job title or any academic qualification you can hold in your life. Because there comes a day when you cannot do the job anymore. Or you can do the job, but they told you you pension. It's time for Sasa, move. Someone else wants the job. What you were doing before, when you were 25 and you thought, hey, these old ones must make way. One day you'll be the old one, and the young ones will be saying, you make way. Huh? But the reality is you're not the job, because some, one day or the other you retire from your job. But you still got destiny in your life. You still got purpose in your life. Just because you, for though or everyone that is retired, it doesn't mean you retired from the kingdom. The, the kingdom, there's no retirement. In God, there's no retirement. 
Anyway. Some of you say, no, pastor, I'm going to just relax and just take it easy. No, 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 take it easy. Still purpose. Still destiny. Why has God still got you here? Fulfill the plan of God. And in whichever area that God called you for, just know that he has equipped you to be successful in it. Amen. May you be leaping, jumping, and praising God. Because you connected to the right people in your life. I ask you the question again. Who are you connected with? I ask you the second question. Are you a true destiny helper? When people are around you, do they live your life better because they're connected to you? Are they better because they are connected to you? When you speak, do you speak life? Do you change destinies when you speak? I believe, may God anoint each one of you that when you speak into the life of somebody else, may they feel better, may they feel encouraged, may they feel blessed because they know you. Amen? Let's just bow our heads together. Lord, we love you. We praise you. We glorify your name. That it is our desire that in this life, make us true destiny helpers. Help us to be like Peter and John. That when we encounter people, after the encounter, their lives are better. Let us be like Jesus. That whenever he showed up, whenever he encountered somebody, they were better because they encountered him. Father, that everyone that comes within the sphere of our conversations, when everyone comes into our, into our space, Lord, may they live encouraged. May they live built up. May they live better. Father, I pray today that there are sons and daughters that are in the house that have an anointing like Peter and John, that they're able to speak a word, and extend a an hand. And when they lift people up, strength come to their bones. I pray in Potter's house, may you raise up sons and daughters that will be able to bring strength to the lives of others. Restore purpose, restore destiny, change perspectives and mindsets. May this be an anointing upon this house. For everyone that uh, feels stuck right now, feels like nothing new is happening. Father, I pray today, let them understand that there's grace in this house. Grace in the people that you have placed in this house that will change their lives. So today, don't only change their position. Change their mindset. Change the way they view life. Let there be a change of destiny. I come against every spirit of condemnation that tries to hold us into our past mistakes. Hold us into the past of our lives. I come against every spirit of low self-esteem 
that has convinced us that there's nothing more that we can achieve. I pray let there be a spirit of freedom. Let there be a spirit of deliverance. Let there be a spirit of restoration and a spirit of healing. In Jesus' name, amen.